my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as always, by listeners just like you. Thank you so, 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 so much to Daniel R., Clay C., Roger A., Samurai Flea, Scott L., Nate Dog, Ridiculous Hat, James W., Forrest B., and Electric Mick for making this show happen. You two can join these great, amazing people sincerely. I love you guys. You're like my family. And get some great perks for yourself, too, over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. Hello and welcome to episode 171 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown. It feels like I should be saying that I missed you again because I did miss you again, uh, but I said that last time and I don't want to like overstate it or anything, but it's been another week. So I I have to just head off everything from the get-go and say thank you, thank you, thank you so much to the entire community. Uh, you guys have been incredible, honestly, during this time when my family's been transitioning from one little one to two little ones. It is double the work uh, and half the sleep, uh, but, it, but it's pretty incredible. And uh, it, it's been really helpful to take some time off from... Uh, from throwing content everywhere, honestly, through this podcast and the Patreon and stuff. And I just, uh, I, I have not heard one negative thing this entire time. And I've been so thankful for every single one of you who's reached out to congratulate, support, be supportive, whatever you have done during this time. It's really meant a lot. So thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart. It does feel really good to be back. And now with this episode, finally getting getting back into the weekly uh, the weekly releases of the podcast and the Patreon content. So got a lot of great stuff ahead. And boy, am I excited to be kicking it off with a good friend. You may remember him from episode 101 of the Happy Hearthstone. It's my good friend, Scott, otherwise known as Stray Dog. What's going on, man? Andrew Brown, my guy. What's up, man? <laughs> it has been a while. It's been a hot yes. second. We were looking at this almost two years. I'm glad we didn't go a complete two years without talking to each other, because then it'd be kind of awkward. Yeah. And this, uh, it would make this show a little weird, but it's not at all. So. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> man, so what have you been up to in the past two years? Where have you found yourself, man? Uh, found myself playing Hearthstone, then not playing Hearthstone, and then... <laughs> easily you know kind of easing myself back into Hearthstone and, and getting frustrated but but all the all the same I still love the game I still uh always had that had that yearning to come to come back to him so here we are you know, and... <laughs> even just slowing down and thinking about what Hearthstone's been through in the past two years it has been through a, like when we were on the show last together Ben Brode was the director of the game yep still salty um, about that so tur a tournament mode was on its way uh, you know, there, there was a lot. And so I, you, you rehearsed, you know, that you kind of been in, been out. It's, it's kind of been up and down and that honestly, it makes a lot of sense to me, man, because the, the community during this time has really kind of had some ups and downs. Yeah. Um, it's, they, they, uh, they're trying, I believe, but I just don't know if they quite got their finger on it yet. And, and that's kind of what you do when you're at the helm of something, especially something that is, 
like I hate to say that they really like hit it out of the park right off the bat, but it was so iconic as a game, the feel that you had and everything uh, to, to be taken on by a lot of new team members, new leadership and all of that. It's going to be a little bit, uh, it's going to take you some time to really get your legs underneath you and to be feeling like this is my baby, you know? Right, right. Well, man, I'm excited to have you here on the show. I know it's been a while. Why don't you tell us, especially for those who maybe weren't around for episode 101, uh, who who you are, where you're from, like how you found your way into Hearthstone, and I guess especially given what you've shared so far, why you're still playing the game, man. <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, well, first of all, this is like the part that uh, I get um, uh, frustrated because you know hosts come from one show to the next, and they always tell you who they are, what they are. So I'm going to keep it simple, okay? I love be, it. <laughs> cool. Um, never was a card game player as like Magic, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, nothing. But I played other games like WoW and stuff, so it was simple. They just uh, made a card game, so I instantly uh, was drawn towards it. And since it was so simple and easy uh, to pick up, uh, with having having no experience, I just uh, I instantly loved it. And I've, I've never stopped you know, liking the game. I just got a little frustrated and needed a few breaks here and there. Sure. Um, yeah. That's that's why I always ended up coming back, and I never com- completely. I might have misrepresented that. I never completely stopped. I would always. I would just go back to where I only came in to get my dailies and left, and I would try to get the tavern brawl. But I never sure. truly completely got mad and just left. It mm-hmm. was just kind of took myself a little bit of a, a little bit of a break and played it easy, and uh, and then I was just drawn back in. You know, it's just it's just too fun. Other than that, <laughs> I just like playing all kinds of just just games in general. You know xbox and playstation and stuff like that like right now division 2 is really my jam division oh two. okay so but yeah that's just basically it games games and games <laughs> we like games on <laughs> this me. show it's okay yes. you're you're with good family here that's great man um well tell, tell me what rise of shadows was like for you was that um was that sort of a new era in your mind or was it just kind of another expansion that got you in the door um let me see. That was. I mean, let me look right here and see some of this stuff. What was some of the uh, iconic ones we had? That was. We had uh, High Spear and Togwaggle and. Okay, is that Amazool. one? That's, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so never. Let me just tell you this. Just as far as a rogue, uh, playing a rogue, I never played rogue. I think um, before. Okay. Odd Paladin? When, when did Odd Paladin come out? What was uh, that? That, was, that uh, would have been Kobolds and Catacombs. Kobolds. Okay, so before that, I never. Played Rogue. I had like two wins and maybe 12 or 13 games played. I just okay. didn't play it. I couldn't. I, I didn't like it. But ever since that, and then when, and, uh, then when Rise of Shadows came with that, the tog, uh, tog Waggle Pick, is that correct? The Waggle Pick, yeah. Yeah, Waggle Pick, yeah. And th- those two really, really, really got me playing Rogue. Like, you wouldn't, you could not believe how excited that was. <laughs> uh, so, so Rise of Shadows is just, just laid it on uh, more of that, that desire to play the Rogue. It also frustrated me because of the really frustrated me because of the warrior, and um, uh, the way it has the all uh, the mechs have a rush. That's yeah. That's really just, Boom's not just, your buddy right oh now, my is it? Gosh, and I don't have him. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to craft him just to play him, but there's just so many other cards in that thing I don't have. It's true. So it's kind of bittersweet. I was like, super excited about that, but really disappointed about about that uh, 
hero card so yeah i think it brought a lot of good stuff but it's it has been interesting seeing the reign of uh hagatha dr boom and zuljin while we don't have any other hero cards their uh their value has really been insane especially the latter two with their infinite value uh through the late game and stuff so i can totally understand that uh, are, are you close to fight to your to your golden rogue yet or are you still oh, always off from that no <laughs> not even <laughs> oh it's i mean i'm i i couldn't even it's, it's probably super low it's probably embarrassingly low i think you know i've only got one actual golden hero and that's the paladin and hey, I think that's my awesome. shaman and uh hunter are close behind it so mm-hmm. i gotcha by the way, I do need to clarify because I realized it right after I said it that Odd Paladin came out with Witchwood because Baku and Gen came out with Witchwood. Okay. My mind was on level up, which was a part of Cobalts and Catacombs, if I'm correct. So um, okay. so that I, I'm sure some of you were cursing my name uh, when I said that. So my and, and if I would have been listening at work or something, I probably would have been the same thing. Yep, hollering back yep. at you going, no, but because we're, I do it know, sometimes too podcast, when I'm listening. Sure. Yep. <laughs> cool man well hey before we get into the insane news that we have today i have to ask you of course why you're happy i'm happy because uh as we all know school's out and it's the summertime so i'm free until august second week in hey. august well uh we have you have development days staff development days and stuff leading up to but it's close enough to about a month or so left and i'm super excited about that like i Do told you, you teach earlier, in your just... day job or Yes, um, okay. uh, IT class for like, nice. uh, okay. it's, it's just like for children, you know, 10 through 11, sometimes 12th graders. It's not Very nothing, cool. nothing integral. It's just the easy stuff, the basic stuff. Hey, cool. you're laying the foundation for the future, uh, man. If yes. there's, if and that's you, not integral, come on. <laughs> you would be surprised at what some of these uh, children actually don't know about turning on computers and working iPads and stuff. You sure, would really sure. be surprised. You'd wow. think because we grew up with it that it's, uh, very common, but man, we get some ninth graders that, uh come by uh wanting to, to get into the course and it mm-hmm. is astonishing what they do not understand about computers Jeez. and it's going to be essential in the future so it is the future is now so what does your summer look like that, since you don't have to do that then do you get time off are you teaching summer school uh no usually sometimes we teach i'll, I'll teach a if it makes like a class for elderly people that just come by mm-hmm. the, the class and we'll teach like like five or six people and you just show okay. them how to work an iPhone or how to do set up email on their iPad or something, but uh, don't have any. It didn't make. There weren't enough uh, people signed up, so it didn't make. So it's just you know hanging out on the lake and uh, playing video games and just being a bum, I guess. That's nice. Do you, do you have any like video game goals, like games that have been on your shelf for way too long that you really need to get through? Well, or I did beat um, Shadows Die Twice, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, and I traded it in for Division. So I guess Division is my goal now. Beating okay. uh, yeah. Division. Um, That's a I would, lofty I would goal. like to try to get um, beyond rank five on the ladder, but that never happens for me. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Uh, that's not – I don't think I have it. I don't think I'm ready yet um, as far as the knowledge I have on how to make plays. I don't think I'm there yeah. yet. I think I have yeah. a, about about a year more left of learning and watching and listening before I can actually uh, achieve that. It's just where I'm at, you know, as far as the game goes. Sure, sure. And uh, honestly, man, rank five is no small feat either. So please don't treat that as some, like, lower... I mean, technically, it's, it is lower than, than Legend, but 
but it's still no small accomplishment by any stretch. Well, I would I hear say, that that next step from five up is the is the tough part. It's huge, so, yeah. And I would say the biggest thing that you need is not necessarily skill, but time, because there's so many games that it takes typically really? to get from five to legend. Oh yeah. So um, so yeah, don't beat yourself up about that. Um, I I think that the normal sane person who has Hearthstone as like a game that they play. Uh, getting to rank five is more than enough, honestly, in a lot of ways. So you want right. to make the push sometime, that's great. But well, uh, don't... throw that on the list too then. I'll, I'll add that and maybe I can get something. Come on, man. That. Do it, do it. Well, I'm happy for obvious reasons. Little man is doing great. Uh, Lane is uh, eating a lot, pooping a lot, sleeping a lot. That's <laughs> that's what do. babies do, you know? So no surprises there. But um, but yeah, so it's been, it's been good transitioning to family of four. My parents have actually been here for a few days this week and it's been awesome to have them. They, uh, they live down in Texas. So, mm, uh, okay. having them come visit us has been a treat and, uh, yeah, it's just been nice to have a little, little bit of, uh, help and support from the family. So now we're going to start moving into, uh, days where it's just, um, just the four of us. So man on man coverage, you know, it'll be, <laughs> it, it'll, it'll be tough to be quite frank, but it'll be good. Uh, we, there are roads of parents that have done this before us, so we're, we'll be okay. Um, and I think about my friends who have had twins and think I have no clue how that's, uh, or triplets actually. I had, I had a friend at, uh, at my church who they had a, a kid and then they thought, okay, we'll have like a couple more. And the next kid they had was a set of triplets. Oh. And it was like, I think we're done now. That's, yeah. that's it. So <laughs> you just, you just never know. So I'm thankful. It's just one at a time. Um, but anyway, well, fun uh, fact, I was actually born in Texas, so. Oh, were you? Yes. Nice. Yeah, so. I was too. I I spent most of my childhood in Dallas, so. Yeah, my dad dad worked for the city of Dallas when I was, I mean, I didn't, I was too young to know, but, you know, he tells me stories about (laughs) digging ditches for the city of Dallas, so. Oh, man. That's cool, man. Yeah, man, I've got, I've got roots down there. Most people say, well, why don't you have an accent? Well, it's because my parents aren't from Texas. Right, right. I didn't, I didn't pick that up, but that's okay. So, uh, so yeah, happy for all of family stuff. And Hey, I'm super happy because I actually did hit legend this past month in Hearthstone. So super excited about that. I actually hit an insane streak with a pogo hopper rogue. You heard that right. (laughs) And I actually Uh. saw in the vicious syndicate tier list, it was the bottom of tier four. And I was so proud seeing that (laughs) and saying, who is it's always um is it ridiculous hat that's like always talking about pogo hopper gonna be a thing pogo hopper hopper uh daniel on blizzlip oh that's yeah that's who it is yes you're right you're right so and i actually i was messaging him as i was closing out because i had like a 78 percent win rate i think uh playing it from rank four or five to legend it was it was bananas but i part of it was because it has a really good matchup against control warrior because I spoiler oh. alert you you start spewing out 12 12s and 15 15s and they can't keep up with that because they only have so much removal um yeah. so I and I hit I think it was eight out of my last 12 uh games from uh up to up to legend were against warrior so it was kind of I, I think I hit a patch. I got some luck, but I learned that deck, and honestly, it was a lot of fun—a lot more fun than I expected. I, I so. can't, I can't decide if I'm more happy that you hit your your legend or if you just smashed all those dirty warriors in the face. <laughs> I don't really know. I'm like, I'm ecstatic about both of them for you. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some replays so you can relive <laughs> yes. the glory of that man. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that that deck was really fun. I tweeted it on. Um, 
on my Twitter. So, you, of course, I tweeted on my Twitter. That's kind of uh, that's over. Oh, you didn't but tweet it onto your Instagram. You I know, right? That's a. <laughs> <laughs> but you can go check out uh, my Twitter at Andrew's Living and see the list uh, that I did it with. I did take it from a guy who hit number one legend. I think on the EU server with it. I was like, that's insane. How did you get up there with Pogos? And what do you know? Just insane, uh, insane win streak. So pretty happy about that. Um, but yeah, man, I'm really happy because we finally got some news that we have been waiting for for a while. And this all sprouted from a, a blog post that the developers came out with talking about the class identities in Hearthstone. And this is something we've heard a lot about sort of on the fringes through the years about what, what, how should Paladin play and what should Hunter's strengths be and how should Shaman be, uh, you know, uh, viewed, I guess. And they came out with this entire blog post to really go in detail behind all nine classes and how they really see the strengths and weaknesses of each class. I, I think it, it probably bears without saying, but I'll say it anyway, that each class should have weaknesses. If you have a class that has no weakness, you end up with an overpowered class. And we have had that in the past in, in terms of like uh, Jay Druid, or I think about like Death Rattle Hunter, um, Midrange Shaman. Like there are decks through the years that have proven like they have zero weaknesses and are just able to pummel the meta. And that, that tends to not be a good thing. The rock, paper, scissors thing where there are certain decks that beat other decks that are all really strong uh, lends itself to meta play and ladder play that isn't going to just uh, force you to play the one deck that's working for everyone and you're just learning the mirror, essentially. That's not that's not very fun. So uh, we won't go through all of that. If you're interested, I'll, of course, have the link in the show notes at thehappyhearthstone.com. But there was more than just in-depth stuff on the class identity. They also talked about how there are two cards in particular that they really don't feel like mesh with the class identities that they want. And these cards uh, were basic cards, and now they're going to be... Uh, technically classic cards and they'll be moving into the hall of fame and those two cards are for priest mind blast two mana spell that deals five damage to your opponents uh or to your opponent's hero and vanish for rogue six mana spell that returns all minions to their owner's hands and their their reasoning behind this priest uh, i i mean there are no other cards that do what mind blast does there are cards that can heal that with an arcanized soul priest or a card similar to that can deal direct damage, but Mind Blast straight up just does that. And then, uh, and and so Priest, they don't want to have insane direct damage spells like that that can be comboed with other things. And then Vanish is just a really efficient removal tool. I actually said it when I hit Legend with this Pogo Hopper Rogue, that obviously Pogo Hopper is kind of critical to the deck, but I think the true MVP of that deck is Vanish. Because during a time when we have a lot of decks that are utilizing uh, mechs, magnetizing, uh, buffing, and all that kind of stuff, being able to vanish everything on the board uh, just resets them. And sometimes it actually puts them in a far worse place than they were before, negating any upgrades that they had and stuff like that. Uh, plus, for Pogo Hopper, you, most stuff you don't mind bouncing back or you actually want to bounce back so that you can play it again. So both of those are going to be heading to the Hall of Fame soon. Um, Scott, talk to me about how you felt about these two cards in particular uh, being retired earlier than we thought uh, was possible, actually. 
Well, so I just get used to playing Rogue, and now they want to remove Vanish. And I don't even understand. <laughs> I didn't... That's not a card that I, when someone played it against me, I felt bitter about, or when I played it, I felt guilty. I under, I mean, I, I felt like it was a fine card. I don't, and I, I really enjoyed the way it worked, uh, and even especially since the roads, roads can do things like uh, make you mill cards if they re- return too many cards back to your hand. Mm-hmm. I liked all that. Um, I didn't. There was nothing about that that seemed completely broken. And I thought that was kind of their rogue's deal was like sneaky vanishing, uh, you know, sending cards back to either yours or their hands. I don't understand what's. I mean, I, again, I haven't played rogue for years, so I don't know. But I thought that was fell in line with what they wanted. Yeah, definitely. Um, like flavor wise, the card is there, right? Um, because yeah, throwing everything back, and I, I mean, I don't know that we've really had a meta up until now where Vanish has been insane, like like I feel like it is now. Um, so it it does it does actually beg a good question, which is, is it appropriate to um, to banish a card when it's it's more due to the current state of me- of the meta rather than the actual card itself? I think that. Our meta that we're living in shows how powerful the card is capable of being, um, and likely because we're seeing it now at the at the top of the year, there's a good chance that it would be powerful throughout the rest of the year. Um, but I, th- I, I, it's actually a really interesting thought that I hadn't posed before because I'm just it's part of my personality, honestly, mostly just thinking about the here and now. But um, but we haven't really had a meta before where vanish was a problem before now. Well, so I guess falling in line with what they want their weakness to be. They're just going to let them have Fen of Knives, and that's going to be it then? Is there, do they have anything else as far as getting rid of the board? Uh, technically, board there's Blade Flurry, um, but that got nerfed so hard that it's never been yeah. uh, reasonable. Right, yeah. Which I, I think did that enjoy that, is that it, nerf, though. because I was tired of getting hit with that. For That was ridiculous. Yeah, but, so back in, in the oil blast, road days. Mind Blast, I don't know about it. I mean, I don't really care. It's like, whatever. I mean, I, pl- I remember playing it when we had the, uh, uh, what was the, the lady that, Raza the Unchained, maybe, that made your yeah, hit yeah. zero, mm-hmm. and then you could just, like, I remember playing it, and then it was fun, but I, I re- remember feeling salty about things like that, too. So I guess it just helps get rid of that and make it not an issue in the future, which is fine. I, just, Priests are, they're annoying to me anyways. So, <laughs> if they lose it's... a card, if they lose a card, who cares? Sure. I, I, I've seen a lot of Priest <laughs> players be really upset about this one in particular because <laughs> Priest is not in a good spot right now. Um, but actually, I, I was having this thought when you were asking about Fan of Knives is that because there won't be a an efficient removal, it actually opens up for them to create some others for the expansions. And I, I don't think that they're going to come out with a new priest spell that deals four damage to the <laughs> to the enemy hero, you know, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. But I but they could do something that actually uh, I I don't know that deals damage to the opponent's minions and face or something. Uh, for uh, for rogue, they could do something that removes just your opponent's minions. I I'm thinking very basic here, but. Be, this is what they've said, especially with uh, with basic cards, is that they don't want those cards to be so overused that it doesn't make space in expansions for them to explore some um, some different ideas and stuff. That was a big reason why they nerfed Wild Growth and Nourish, 
uh, back when they did mm-hmm. because those cards were just auto includes in any druid deck that wasn't aggressive. And you know? I will definitely talk to you about that when we hit the main topic because I have thoughts. Okay, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to hear those them. two cards. <laughs> um, but we do have a lot more news here. So not only are they moving Mind Blast and Vanish into the Hall of Fame, they're actually replacing them, which is great. So we get two brand new cards here, One, and we'll talk about them briefly. One for Rogue is going to be a minion called Plaguebringer. It's a four mana, three, three, battle cry, give a friendly minion poisonous. And this is due to poison being pretty key for rogues in World of Warcraft. So they kind of want to bring that into the basic package, which is cool. And then Radiance is the priest spell that they're going to replace. That is a one mana spell and it restores five health to your hero. Um, do you like either of these? I mean, the, the the truth is that the basic cards should be exactly as their namesake says, basic. You know, So uh, mm-hmm. these sh- these shouldn't be overpowered. They really shouldn't even be that good. Um, but do you think that there's a place for either of these cards, Scott? Personally, now, to remember that I'm not, I don't play in the super high ranks, okay? So sure, for, sure. You're good, man. Just my opinion, I would I would think that Plaguebringer would just barely be okay. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. we don't, yeah. you don't have the uh, Vile, Spine, Vile Spine Slayer. Right. So... Mm-hmm. What, I mean, like, what are they gonna do? Well, this could be it. You always you can just give a little when you're. I don't know what's the uh, the little one ones that spawn off of. Uh, they, we just got them. Of course, I'm snip snap is that the 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 little cable rat gives them the lackeys. Oh, the lackeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. lackeys. You, you have lackeys a lot of the times on the board. You have two or three of them because you're generating a bunch of them. Sure. Yeah. So just. Oh, the poison on one of those and trade it. I don't. Sure, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it's amazing, but I could see it helping with that. Yeah. And um, radiance is just going to annoy me again because I can't ever kill the priest. So, <laughs> so that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, plague bringer I like it's better it. than plague scientist, which is kind of a similar effect we've seen before. Right. I think that yeah. th- mm-hmm. this is this is a little more reliable because you don't have to do the combo. It's just straight up battle cry. And you're right. We're living in a time where. You have a lot of small minions that you don't care about that you're fine throwing in. And especially when you do the vile spine math, yeah, this is this is pretty comparable actually. So I think you're right on the money about that. And um and radiance, yeah, it's gonna give a little bit of more help. I I don't think the effect is so much what's important as much as them having another very cheap spell that they can use for miracle purposes to get Nomi out on the board quickly because I'm kind of uh I'm done with that card. But I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm not I'm not too upset anymore. But um, but far more important, I, I would say, than what we've talked about so far is the fact that we finally have new classic cards that are coming into the classic set. So some of you have seen me talk about this. I can't remember if I've actually mentioned it on the show directly. I've definitely tweeted it out uh, that a, a long time ago. They teased us saying that there was a chance because they were rotating so many cards into uh, out of the classic set and into the Hall of Fame set that they may replace them with cards sometime in the future. Specifically, the legendaries, because we've seen Ragnaros, the Fire Lord, and Sylvanas. I think those are the only two legendary cards we've seen uh, we've seen rotate out. But uh, that they would that they would rotate potentially to replace those two and some others. We did see several months ago a Tome of Intellect, Pilfer, and one other card that's escaping me right now. Uh, vo- uh, Into the Void? I- it gave you a random demon. I remember that uh, for Warlocks. 
Um, but we saw those added to the game, and now we're getting far more. I think we've got a grand total here of six, uh, eight cards total, two of them being legendaries. So uh, in lieu of doing a mini review episode, we will talk about each of these because they're a big deal, and we don't know exactly when they're coming. I would assume, though, that as you're listening to this episode that they have, I, I'd say there's a good chance they've already dropped or they will be dropping extremely soon. So, uh, so definitely, definitely go check out Battle.net, but we'll give you, the, we'll give you the, the widespread view of these cards, uh, as you're, as you're playing with them. So we've got Warlock Demon Rare Minion called Siegebreaker. It's a seven mana five, eight with taunt. And it reads your other demons have plus one attack. So, a uh, pretty big boy, good stats, and the fact that it's going to help with your demon package, this could be kind of a later game uh, thing. We haven't seen many cards that buff your demons across the board other than, I can't remember the name of it, it was a three mana spell in Rise of Shadows that deals one damage to all enemy minions and gives your demons plus one attack. So this could this could actually give some token, token zoo, some or token demon zoo, I guess, some... Some legs, Phoenix Circle might be coming uh, coming around the the train tracks. Probably not, but maybe. Uh, I don't think that that's actually in standard. I'm thinking of Reform Scheme. That's what I'm thinking of. So, get a lot of demons out on the board. Do something big. Uh, next one we've got here is Gift of the Wild, a Druid common spell, eight mana, and it reads: Give your minions plus two, plus two, and taunt. So I've I've seen things thoughts across the board on this one. Uh, but it is a lot of stats if you got a lot of minions on board, and it is nothing if you've got nothing on board. <laughs> uh, the, the the thing that I keep yeah. coming back to is that Druid has no problem spitting guys out on the board. So having something like this that's an extra finisher other than Savage Roar, I mean, it's expensive, so you really can't combo yeah, it with much. But, that's um, what I was wondering. Is it, it's just so expensive, and by the end, I feel like you probably want to be be done with the game if you're playing like a, mm-hmm. a token druid and you just want to buff them, I feel like by then you're you need to be you need to be winning, wrapping it up. And, yeah. Or I mean, actually, before, you know, turn six, right? Latest, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see hanging around to turn seven and turn eight, but don't they already have a, a two eight mana cards they play that just gives them a bunch of minions? Yeah, the uh, the forestade. The yeah, forestade. I mean, does, so yeah. are they taking the forestade out to put this in? No. Or am I just no, in the never, wrong deck altogether? Never, never, like, what never. would you? <laughs> So what are you cutting? I mean, you need all your early yeah, exactly. to be on board. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. understand. And then you're paying. So what was the? Uh, you, you said the paladin card. Uh, uh, that's at like six. They moved it to six meta. Oh, level up. It, yeah, yeah, level up. You mentioned that earlier. So you have to level up, and what for two more mana? You just get to do it to all your minions instead of just specific. Uh, your recruits, recruits. Yeah. I don't know. Is mm-hmm. that really worth it? Uh, it's got more flexibility, but yeah, I mean, you're right that it's and it's like, not twin spell either. It's just, just I don't like it. I don't know. I w- if they ever had a, a spell that like got discounted somehow, or like mm-hmm. uh, actually, I guess Mulch Muncher is the one thing that they have that could fit into this. If they had something like Mulch Muncher that created some tokens and and you could combo it, then this card would be insane, right? Uh, and maybe worth going in. But I I agree. I I don't think that Token Druid finds a place for this uh watch me be wrong but we'll see <laughs> yeah you said it not me <laughs> yeah that's right i'll i'll, I'll die on that it. stake yeah. that's okay uh next one here is a paladin rare spell called righteousness it's five mana and it reads give your minions divine shield 
So this is a cool effect. This definitely feels like Paladin. Um, really, I, I guess we haven't talked about that much yet, but this is probably the one so far that I would say really feels like uh, feels like a class identity thing. Paladins don't have... I mean, I, honestly, with Divine Shields, I think about Bolvar Fireblood. Mm -hmm. I can't remember which set he was in, but he got like plus two attack every time a minion lost Divine Shield. And we had a really bad weapon that set too. Uh, something Sorrow... It was like four mana, one four, and it got plus one attack every time Divine Shield popped. So I think if you've got stuff like that, then maybe this can work. But five mana is, uh, again, pretty expensive. So I, I don't know. I, it makes sense, again, for Classic that these cards aren't incredibly great. Uh, but this is, a, this is at least an interesting effect that I think with some other cards could synergize and be, be cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's neat. Um, I, do, I do love that it's... It's spot on with their class identity. Divine Shield, even remember playing uh, in WoW and stuff. So it's super cool. I think it'll be it'll it'll find something because you can always just you know drop it out there and then trade away and and you still have all your minions alive. I like that. That's a yeah. neat card. Yeah, I honestly like if if you're getting the flavor of the class right, then you're probably doing enough uh, with these cards. Right. They don't have to be super powerful or anything. Yeah. So, cool. Next one here. Now we're moving into the neutral cards. So we've got a neutral rare elemental minion called Arcane Devourer. It is 8 mana. It's a 5-5 five, five minion, and it reads, Whenever you cast a spell, gain plus 2, plus 2. So this is way over-costed for its stats. Uh, but this can get pretty dicey pretty quick also, depending. Yeah, it's, it is too, it's just too late. So, I'll, and you get so... I mean, how many? Well, I don't know. The priest does have those. I mean, priests. The mages have a lot of cheap spells. Maybe they can do something with that. I think he's just too late. I mean, so elemental evocation lets you play this at six mana instead, oh, but you don't. Oh yeah. You don't get the bonus from that, um, but that actually is pretty relevant because at that point you're playing a six mana five five. You only need to play one additional spell to buff it up to a seven seven, and then. It's all upside from there. Yeah, actually, yeah, I do like that. If you can, if you can consistently pull that off, I do like what you're saying. That makes yeah. sense. Now, I don't know that it's a better strategy than Mana Cyclone, um, but <laughs> I. But actually, another good thing because this is eight mana, it's a good uh, target potentially for Conjurer's Calling too. Right. So uh, now you can't combo them together unless you played the Elemental Evocation, right. but. I think it's at least an interesting card. This is probably the most powerful like late game elemental we've seen. Most of the elementals that are worth playing are pretty cheap, and this is one of the I would say the better heavy uh, buffed up minions. And it's going to be bad if you if I this thing will be a lightning bolt really fast right. because what about they, uh, a rogue? You think rogue could do something? They have super cheap spells. Um, you know, I could see them doing cold blood hmm. with this. Uh, I most of their I'm trying to think of like the one cost spells that they have that would be good because you you don't want to shadow step it. I mean you could oh, and then yeah, right, yeah. you know uh, you don't want to backstab it. Yeah, I don't know that rogues the the right. I I think that mage is probably the mage. best. Shaman might be able to do some things too, um, but that's more other cards that take advantage of having played an elemental. Uh, I, I mean, you actually, you know what? On on uh, ten mana, you can play this and then play the two mana spell that buffs it plus two plus two, mm -hmm. and it 
its effect will buff it plus two plus two also. So then you've got oh wow a ten mana nine nine that drew you a random <laughs> elemental. I don't know if that's really worth. It. I'm pr- I'm probably thinking too much about this. Yeah, card, I think your initial uh, thought was correct. Um, just stick it in mage if you're gonna st- you know put it anywhere. So yeah. Cool. Next one here is SI7 Infiltrator, a neutral rare minion. Four mana, five, four. Battle cry, destroy a random enemy secret. Love it. So, yeah, so we've actually got a neutral classic secret yes. uh, secret offense. So why do you love it so much here? Uh, there's the, the satisfaction from just taking their secrets away is just almost like <laughs> none other. There's, I mean, I, oh, there's, you have to... The hunters sitting there smug with two secrets up or something, and you just snag one of them, or you got uh, a, a mage. You know, oh, I just mm-hmm. I just love it. I just love just thinking what they're doing on their side when you snag. Like, what was the Kieran Tormate? No, what was it Kieran? Kazan Mystic. Oh they yeah, had yeah. The four minutes. Where you stole the three, secret? Maybe? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I love snatching away, t- destroying them, or I just love messing with their secrets. Because they just I, go there, like, ha-ha, you can't do nothing. You're like, bam. <laughs> Actually, I can. I can too. <laughs> You're going to deal with it. Uh, yeah, I, I did like stealing the secret especially, uh, but maybe maybe that was a little too powerful, so this is probably a bit more fair. <sighs> I But I do love that at least there's some counterplay that they're basically giving us, and this these are good stats. So even if your opponent doesn't end up having it, um, you know, if, if you're in a heavy secret meta, this is, this might be a fair call. And, and the, like, I've always liked the four mana five four and four mana four five yeah. little area, but the yeah. it's a nice solid. What was the one that buffed the Murlocs, the little uh, dinosaur? Oh, uh, uh, General Megasaur. He General Megasaur. Yes, yes, that was cool. I like that card. You know, and yeah, it's a nice little space to, for them to live in, and and if it, you don't get to do a whole lot with them, you can just slam them down mm-hmm. and and be like, you know, I got something out there. Yeah, it's better than a silly two four or something. Right, the sats are pretty threatening, so your opponent uh, isn't excited to see five uh, five attacks staring down their sights there. And the last neutral uh, neutral minion before we get into legendaries is Baron's Stable Hand. It's a neutral epic minion, seven mana, four attack, four health, and it reads Battle Cry, Summon a Random Beast. And this card seems pretty <laughs> random, to be quite frank. Uh, yeah. It's way, way over-costed, obviously. You could probably get some insane stuff. I mean, the Beast is a legendary classic uh, beast, and it's 9 attack, 7 health. So you roll that, and I guess it's okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is really good that you could get off of this. Um, but there's plenty of really low-end things as yes. well. So I, do, I don't know that you're really ever going to run this card unless you're just trying to have a fun random beast deck which is totally cool go for it which which it would it even still be fun if you're playing this because it wouldn't be fun to me because you're gonna get i mean usually when they play like a fun meme deck or something there's mm-hmm. crazy fun stuff i guess if they would have fun if crush came out but if anything else comes oh out, yeah just not it wouldn't be fun to me yeah <laughs> like crush little, is by far probably the best no yeah um I, I think you're just playing it for the high roll fun of that, but you may yeah. actually like you could play this in like a beast hunter or maybe beast druid comes back with some more support. Uh, that's an archetype that we've seen pushed in the past that uh, who knows might be able to have its day. I don't know that this card will be core, but people will have fun with it for sure or not fun, as you said. Anyway, let's talk about these legendary minions because that's really what everyone wants to talk about. Brightwing and High Inquisitor Whitebane are coming! Yay! And these are really iconic characters for the uh, World of Warcraft universe, so it seems like these are really good choices. 
Uh, Brightwing is a neutral legendary dragon minion, three mana, three, two, and it reads battle cry, add a random legendary minion to your hand. So more well, random. That's fun. That there's something that you could play in your deck, and that's fun. You get some some crazy cool legendary. You get to play a nice little three two. That's that's cool. It's a cute little card, little tongue. Oh yeah, out Bri- there. Brightwing is cool, uh, and I, I I agree that this random legendary thing has been. Uh, it's been fun with like Stormbringer is actually seeing some play now in some token. Uh, shaman decks uh we've seen arch villain Rafam go through his highs and lows obviously <laughs> i think there's one other that i'm forgetting oh you get it off the uh off of high spare and togwaggle sometimes that treasure that gives you or replaces your hand with legendary yeah. uh, minions so uh, the the effect it, it can be really good it can be really not great if you get nat pagel or something like that i think overall though you're probably going to get something decent and so uh, with the stats the way it is, this is fair. And especially for dragon decks, I think that this is going to be a card that you really like because uh, there aren't a lot of early game dragons. I don't think there's anything... Uh, no, there's the bronze gatekeeper or bronze dragon. You're talking about the early early play dragons? Yeah, there's a three mana card in Paladin uh, that well, gives you when it what dies. What about the, uh, the one that can't be targeted? Oh, Fairy Dragon. Fairy yeah, Dragon, sure. I love that one. I love but that, that was amazing. That's it. Fairy Dragon at two mana, yeah. and then at three mana, Bronze Herald, okay. actually, I think is its name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's just Paladin. So I think this is going to see a lot of play, honestly. It should be a pretty cool, cool card. And then we've got High Inquisitor White Mane, a neutral legendary minion. Seven mana, six attack, eight health. And she reads Battle Cry, summon all friendly minions that died this turn. I think this is the card out of everything that we've said so far that people are kind of scratching their heads and trying to see, like, does this actually work or does it not work? Because if it works, this effect is extremely powerful, right? right. Uh, and But at seven mana, being able to combo this exactly how you want to may not be as reliable as you really want it to be. I just think as soon as I see it, I think the priests are going to... Pull some of their shenanigans again. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need more resurrect cards for. for oh pre-sale. man, I'm gonna be frustrated, but it'll be okay. It will be interesting, I think, to see what the other classes actually do with this because uh, we had Revenge of the Wild for Hunter, and it's seen a little bit of play, not a ton, but uh, I, I've seen some lists in um, in uh, Masters qualifiers that people are running that card. So, you know, combo that with Unleash the Hounds, and it can be a little bit crazy. Mm. So I, I kind of wonder if there are some other ways we can pull this off. You know, you get you get White Mane off of Geppetto Joy Buzz. All of a sudden, as a one-mana minion, that's a lot more interesting. So I, I'm, intri- I'm, I'm just I'm intrigued, and I can't wait to see what the people who are better at deck building than me uh, <laughs> end up doing with this, for sure. Yeah, that, that card, I have, a, I have high... It's a high likelihood it will be abused in some yes. way, shape, or form. No doubt that will happen. So, like like I said, we don't have a date as we're recording this that these are going to come out, but I would be really surprised if, if, they're not, uh, if they're not out as you're hearing this or out very soon. So stay tuned, and uh, I can't wait to get all of these cards and try them out. And then one more other big news that we had was this teaser trailer about the League of Evil meeting the league of explorers potentially now this is tricky because uh again uh i hate to give voice to the time warp here but we had this uh we had this time this teaser trailer given to us they mentioned that on july 1st uh, they're going to give us more information 
Uh, we are recording this episode a little bit before then, and this episode is going to drop July 2nd. So you have more information, uh, but regardless, we're still going to speculate because you know what? Uh, I'm hyped about League of Explorers, and I want to hear what you're thinking, Scott. What do, what do you think we're going to see from this next expansion? I, as far as what we're going to see, I, I really don't know, but I do. I enjoyed the that that expansion. I don't know. Uh, I remember people saying they didn't like it, but it was it was a uh... who who said it? Well, I'm wrong. I, I was. I, I'll, I'll get them. Just I'll get them, man. I'll get them. <laughs> one off, you know, uh, and they uh, mentioned that was uh, overall one of the worst, and I was thinking, how is it? one of the worst because no. it was actually pretty fun it had a lot of yeah a charisma to it um so I'm, I'm i'm down for it i think it makes perfect sense because they're kind of kind of more on the good side and it makes sense I, i'm mm-hmm. it's definitely i mean i heard the the music when he opened the little book i think that's exactly what it is i don't know yeah i don't know oh, yeah without a doubt it's it's the theme from league yeah. explorers in there so and I think it makes a lot of sense because Rise of Shadows, we got to see uh, all of these villains, some of them more recent than others, but we were kind of reliving some things with that. And so for them to do that now with the League of Explorers, I think is even more exciting because it's been a while since we've seen these characters. We got to see Elise Starseeker in Journey to Angoro, so they kind of did a revisit of her for that expansion. But for this one... Uh, I, I just can't wait to see Sir Finley, Murgleton, Reno Jackson, <laughs> Brand Bronzebeard. I mean, oh, yeah, Reno it's going to yeah, yeah, it's gonna be cool to see how they reinvent those cards. Because like someone like Togwaggle, I never would have thought, how in the world do you do that again? You know, And they, they did something admittedly pretty different, and yet it still felt like Togwaggle. So I can't wait to see. Uh, I can't, I, I'm very hopeful that we'll see all those cards revisited, and who knows, maybe even more. Uh, so... Um, this should be, this should be a lot of fun and I can't wait to see the news that you already know because you're living in the future and we're not. So shame on you. You don't have any say over that. So I, I retract all that anyway. All right. So that's all for the news. Uh, we're going to take a quick sponsor break to talk about something way different. So as a thank you to you, the listener, I want to give you something this week. I've been able to come across a little bit of extra time this week, and I want to give it to you. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put together, and uh, I'm working on it, but as you're hearing this, it should be out there on my Twitter, uh, a streaming schedule for this week. So hopefully you're listening to this as the episode's coming out. If you're not, you should listen when the episodes come out. Uh, And this week on July 2nd, third fourth and fifth you'll be able to find me multiple times a day streaming that's how insane i am i feel like i should be doing like uncle andrew's wacky uh big garage sale emporium for streaming but hey just (laughs) come swing by hang out with me i i'm gonna have uh, all the schedules on my twitter so go check it out at twitter.com slash andrew is living i want to stream a lot of hearthstone i'm going to try and do kind of a race to legend see if i can push myself and do some big uh big chunks of time and uh who knows i'll try some pogo hopping again because i i loved oh i like 
Like Scott so aptly mentioned, smacking Dr. Boom in the face with, you know, bunnies yes. all over the place. So I'll probably do some of that. I'll try some other decks and uh, we'll see what I can do with that. But I'm also going to stream some other games. So many of you know I really enjoy Eternal and uh, there are some drops that I can do on Twitch for that. I've also actually been reintroducing myself to the Elder Scrolls Legends, which I've sort of dipped my toes into and I've, I've been picking it up again and I'm enjoying it a lot more. So... Uh, those things, maybe a little Apex Legends. I don't know. I was trying to think of like yeah. iconic things I could do with July 4th, and it feels like I just need as many guns as possible. So uh, <laughs> Apex Legends is definitely a game with guns. Maybe some Borderlands. I don't know. i got to play that new uh, Captain Lilith uh, game mode yeah, uh, yeah. Or, or map that they've got. So anyway, I, all that to say, check out the schedule, twitter.com slash Living. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Living. And I hope you all will come out for some great times. I'll have some streaming uh, midday and in the evening uh, for those days, July uh, 2nd through 5th. And this is just a small way for me to say thank you and uh, to hang out with you guys. I'm also going to do a live recording, actually, on Twitch of the next podcast episode, which I haven't done that before. So uh, I'll, uh, I, I hope you'll come out for that, especially because that should be a lot of fun to interact as I'm recording and stuff. So... That's all I got for the sponsor break. Just some fun, good times ahead. Uh, Scott, we've got a main topic here. And I, as you alluded to earlier, it sounds like you've got some severe passion you're bringing to the table here. So I'm going to let you take the reins here, man, because I, I kind of want to get out of the way. I'm almost a little scared, uh, <laughs> but I'm really intrigued and excited to hear, hear what you're thinking. All right. Man. <laughs> all right so... Uh... As you do when you have something you really uh, you really enjoy or something you're passionate about, you want to share it with other people, right? Like your favorite, if you have a favorite uh, show, TV series, or movie or whatever, you always want to you want your friends to know that you watch Game of Thrones and you want them to like it, so you try to show it to them. So I'm, I was doing that exact thing with Hearthstone. Every 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 class that would come in, every friend, every family member, I would try to share them the game and try to show them how to play, and they were always. Uh, fine you know at the beginning they always were uh they weren't reluctant or anything there was it was it was cool a new game we showed it to them we played but then they always uh hit this wall and um so i, I tried to figure out what it was that was actually causing them because you know i had i had four classes a day with with 20 students and i would at the end of the year we would it was already installed on the laptops and they would play it and i would get everyone to create an account and we would spend those last two days just goofing off and that and then they would end up telling me they're done playing. And then it would be a, a, a experience that they all kind of had the same experience in the same area. And then they came up with the new ranks, like 50 through whatever, you know, which helped a little bit. But this main problem is still there. And when you're in your higher ranks, or even for me, I don't really care about it. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't deter me from playing the game. But for other people, for sure, new sure. people that I, these are potential, you know, customers for Blues. I'm trying to get them to come in. Like, yeah, it's money for them. They can't get past a certain thing. And what that thing is, and this kind of sounds like clickbait, but it, it's like this. Uh, I can't even remember how I said it to you. But it's like Blizzard encourage or Blizzard uh, sanction cheating, where they give these their players a specific set of rules and they show you how to play, and then as soon as you leave that somebody else kills you by breaking those rules and the students and even my nieces and nephews and them they're like why are they playing by rules that are separate than what i was what i what was laid out for me when i come out mm. i play i'm used to things like i go they go 
I play, they play. My turn, their turn. When they play two turns in a row and I don't get a turn, for instance, uh, there's that mage card, the the spell, a time. Oh, the quest. Okay, yeah. yeah. Or, or for instance, the the druid when they get to, he's like, well, I'm used to having one mana, two, one mana, two mana, two mana, three mana, and then all of a sudden I look up and he's got seven mana and I don't. He, they don't understand why they're playing so many cards and then they're using in that case usually some sort of crazy cool cards like a. Uh, Coon, the Forgotten King, or something, and you know, he refreshes all of them and gives them another 10 mana, so you're getting like 20 right, mana to right. do stuff. And mm-hmm. they don't understand, they're like, well, What do I do? I was like, Well, you really you just play that deck, and they're like, Well, I don't want to play that deck, I want to play this class. So it's like, <laughs> Well, so, so now Blizzard's kind of forced them if they'd like to do the cheating and they'd like to play that, they have to play that one of these classes that can do that, or they say that more commonly was, Well, I don't have that. Uh, that amount of gold yet to craft that deck they have. And so when you can't do that cheating, you're going to need to play by the normal rules. And they're like, well, that puts me at a disadvantage. And I don't have anything after that. I'm like, yes, that does put you at a severe disadvantage. And, um, you know, even even recently after um, the, the, the new higher or lower ranks, whichever way you see it, were added, and you start out at 15, you work your way up, Mm-hmm. I was watching a friend play, and they still got was were getting smashed by um, some perfectly you know uh, vetted rogue decks and stuff, and they were returning cards to their hand. Now they cost cheaper, which a card being returned to your hand costs cheaper is the same thing as innervating it out or, or getting extra mana crystals. Either way, I mean the way I see it, right? Whether you have five and then you use the coin to get six, or you return something to your hand that reduces the cost by one, you still have that extra crystal being spent right mm-hmm. is that is that sure. right okay if i'm not if my philosophy here is wrong just tell me i don't i just i'm just trying to well i hear what you're saying it. at the core it's that like it's that cards or decks are doing things that are counterintuitive to what they've learned through the tutorial through the games that they've played so far and there are these strategies that are so good that it really doesn't give them a chance to um to be able to figure out their way or something like that. That's basically yes, and they have so many different ways. It's not like you could. I can explain them. Hey, it's just this one way. Um, there's also the ways where they cheat out having more than one copy of a card in their in their uh, hand. Sometimes even their deck, so that allows them to have four Maligos out there. And then, like I'm looking at right now in my, on my phone, my screenshot. This Sinister Strike did 18 damage. Oh, okay, he's buddy. Got, he's got uh. A one three one one Malagos out there, and another three three one of them Cobalts that I think it, it returns them to. It does something similar to that. So let me swipe over. I had another one, and I was I remember that game. I was sitting at like a nice nice healthy, uh you know thirty health or something. I was I was doing great, and I said boom boom. They didn't do a whole lot, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm dead, and I'm thinking, man, I could imagine how this would have felt. Uh, five five ranks lower. To someone else who's just trying to figure stuff out. Also, sure. I have another one here. This goes way back. So it's got Coon and Aviana. That's a 7-7 seven, seven and a 5-5. Five, five. And mm-hmm. then three Maligos. But this time they're not 1-1s. One, they're all three or four 12s. And uh, he's wow. at 17 health. And I, all I see on my face is negative 17, which he probably had like a zero mana Moonfall or something that hit me for 17. Sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, and those things, I mean, I know they try, they're they adding the ranks, the lower ranks. and trying to split them up, but... It's not necessarily about. It's just that they come in and they leave this, uh, this, this sheltered tutorial, 
So, and they come out there thinking these are the set rules, and I feel like everybody's playing the same, and it's mm-hmm. e- even. And they don't. And I was trying to think, like in my mind, I was the first thing I was thinking was, so if I'm on a soccer field, and then I step out there, and like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, Messi's going to be on their team, and Neymar Junior's going to be the team, and they can do whatever <laughs> they want. Oh yeah, they can touch the ball with their hands as well. And I don't just mean the goalie; I mean they all get to touch the ball with their hands. And right. then I'm like sitting there going, but I'm just a pickup team. I don't know. Like I don't have the, the we don't have the salary to hire mm-hmm. people to play, and they're just gonna and now they can touch the ball with their hands and we still have you know what I mean where there's no way we're gonna win and they come out and I think that um, from what I'm getting from them this is just, seriously this is probably there's like three years so far of students four periods a day twenty to twenty ish people twenty students a few nieces and nephews and then friends so it's not a huge uh, sample. But it's still, it, it's still kind of getting the same thing as we come out, we love it, and then we get out of the tutorial. And then everybody does something that we can't do. Now what do we do? And I'm like, I don't, I don't really know because you can't afford to craft the deck. And then you can't, you can't, you don't want to be forced into playing. I would have hated to have been forced to stay, uh, keep playing Mage when I first got out because I didn't really like Mage that much. I didn't mm-hmm. really understand it. I, I've pinged my own face multiple times. Not understanding what I was doing with the hero power on my iPad. I was just confused. And <laughs> so I was like, I was smashing my face. I was like, what is going on here? So I quit. And I, I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. going, well, if you want it, when you've got it, go back to that. But but I, I don't. I, I'd rather just learn on something that I can get some wins in and feel more confident, like a paladin or a hunter, which is what I did. And then once I got more confident, I, could, I went to like Druid and moved into Mage, and in the very, very last, I finally felt comfortable going to Rogue without... Mm-hmm. I would hate to be, go back and then somebody be like, well, no, you just can't... Uh, you can't you can't do that. You need, a, you need to just play this handicapped... I guess you could say handicapped version, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to a, a broken one. So, like, what, what are they going to do? Because I remember reading somewhere they were wanted to... They're not so much worried about all of the... Now, I may have missed misinterpreted that but they weren't so worried about the main legend player and all, players and all that that they want to focus on some on the the new players and getting new players in and keeping them and stuff well they're not keeping them i'm trying to i'm yeah. trying to i'm trying to give them people to play and share this game with them and and they're they're just one i've got three people that still play from all those classes i know of hmm. three students I'm, I've, I've all kept in contact with all three of them and one of them even liked it so much he play. he's in the, like the navy or something he's off in Germany, he still is blogging on a planet, but everyone else is gone. They they mm-hmm. have I've got their names on the list, and they're well beyond years, you know, not even logging in or anything. Wow, it's just frustrating. I mean, I can imagine if I went back and did all it over, would I even still be able to to like have a passion for it? Mm-hmm. Because it just feels so salty, so salty. And I have a lot of cards, and I couldn't imagine going back and not having the the, the, sure, the library yeah. I have. Mm-hmm. And they're just, and like I said, like it feels like they're the ones. It's like I know it's their game, so how can they make some be? How can I tell them they're cheating at their own game, but they're setting it up to where it's basically they're allowing it and they're encouraging it. Like here's more cards that do that. Here's mm-hmm. more cards that cheat the mana. Here's more cards that I like to have multiple cards in your deck of, instead of just the two or the one legendary. Because even mm-hmm. the Sorcerer's Apprentice, when you have seven of those. <laughs> it doesn't oh, on, on the board, okay, right? Yeah, when you when you get in, in, yeah. in, in um, they're put. You know, it, I I mean, putting them in your hand, I, I feel kind of okay. But putting them all in your deck and adding a bunch to your deck, like say Rogue would do, mm-hmm. like, come on, man. The rule was they're gonna, they're not gonna, they might not even understand that those 
what's happening, and all of a sudden they notice, hey, he keeps playing the same card. Why? How is he getting to do that? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Why? You know, and I can't do that either. So, it just, to me, it seems very frustrating. And I have the cards, and I know they've expressed their frustration so much. Frustration so much that they just left the game and quit. Yeah. Even in my family, I would I felt more comfortable harassing them about it, you know, and I'd like message them like let's play, let's play, and they even and they're huge on Magic, and they even was just like it's just not not quite quite fair enough for mm-hmm. me. And I know uh, some people think that's just gonna take away all of the uh, craziness of it, but they've got to do something, release some kind of list of rules or something that specifically puts out these rules, and then here's what. I don't know what scenario they, they can be ignored. I don't know. I don't know how they decide or what they're going to do, but it's just a huge, it was a huge deal. And, I'm, and if that many people are experiencing there's got to be more. They're just as uh, salty about it when, and then just give up. If they don't have someone like me that's constantly like, I will help you no matter what. You can always right. message me <laughs> um, and you can always talk to me in client and I will always help you. If they don't have that and they just mm-hmm. caught it and picked up on it, they're just going to be in there and going to be out and they're going to be done. What? Which most people don't. If they, you know, they saw an ad on iTunes or something like that, they're they're just trying it out. And game developers have to be aware of that. That their their churn rate really really matters. And I think a lot of us who have maybe been in this game for a while know that there are many people that were playing two years ago, uh, three years ago, who are not today for a a, a myriad of reasons. To be uh, to be frank. But when you think about the new player experience for people who have picked up the game and a big question is 30 days later, 30 days after they downloaded and launched the game for the very first time, do they care at all about Hearthstone? Because the answer to that question really, really matters. Obviously, you know, I, and I'm going to put on my marketer's hat here because for those of you who don't know, I do digital marketing for my full-time job. And so I think a little bit in this role and I have some expertise at least to talk from. Um, but like you have to know the reason they have the welcome bundle in the store is to get you in the door. They want to they want you to have a really good deal, you know, fill up your collection with some cards that matter. Um, but also they just want you to have the experience of buying cards and for that to be a satisfactory experience. That's why they guarantee the legendary card uh, in the first 10 packs, but also you get that legendary dragon also because all of that stuff feels good. After you do that, there is a much higher likelihood that you're actually going to put up again and say, well, maybe I can buy 10 more packs or 20 more packs or 50 packs even. And that's how you get people in the door playing your game. And um, But not only are you thinking about actual transactions like that, you're also thinking about the latter experience. If you go in and you just lose and you lose and you lose and you look back and you lost 10 games in a row, that's not fun. And obviously even more so what you're saying, Scott, is that if they go in and they have this experience where they just didn't have a snowball's chance in hell, they're coming up against cards that honestly had no right coming up uh, for them to come up against because they haven't seen these cards. They don't have uh, exposure to them, uh, much less have them actually in their collection. Uh, that's really difficult. And I think part of the reason why they expanded the ladder to 50 ranks is because they wanted to create a safer place for newer players to go to and just be matched up with other players. Because I remember before then, the 25 to 20 
uh, ranks were really, really difficult because there would be people who maybe put down the game for a long time, or you would have people who are starting an NA account who have an EU account, and they know the decks to make, and they make some insane zoo deck and just, uh, you know, go go all out. Um, so there are lots of ways that that can still be a problem uh, for players. I think if I remember right, and I can't, I can't uh, pinpoint this, but at some point they were saying that you would get matched up, especially in those early games in the ranks, with people who had similar collections to you, which I think oh. makes a lot more sense okay. to be matched up with players who only have basic cards, yes. or maybe who have purchased less than 10 packs overall, or something like that. Um, because then you're going to get people who are thinking, kind of like you were saying, like these players want to play with the class that they like, with these cards that they've learned through the tutorial, makes sense. Um, and I, I I don't think that that's on the horizon, so hopefully that is something that, that did happen. Uh, but it actually leads almost into a tertiary conversation that we could be here for another three hours talking about. <laughs> and that And that's the question of, should cards be powerful? And I asked that question, and the and the everyone knows the answer. Well, yeah, you have to have powerful cards, but it's a really intricate question that's hard to answer because there's some level where power becomes absurd. If there were a one mana card in the game that said "win the game," that that's too powerful. That's beyond too powerful. That cannot exist for ten mana. That still can't exist. It's way too powerful. You've got, you do have certain cards that do have win the game on them, but there are a lot of stipulations to get to that place, and that's what makes some of those combo decks fun. Um, but then the question becomes, how many stipulations are right to get there? And then you've got to talk about all of the cards that are helping you get to the usual win condition of your opponent's health to zero, and how how do these cards play off of each other and, and stuff like that? That's why we have balance changes when things get too out of whack. But it's really interesting considering from the point of view of somebody who's new at the game, when they come up against something like Cyclone Mage and their opponent has three Grave Horrors on turn six, was that fair for the for the brand new player who's never mm. even seen Conjurer's call Calling? I totally agree with you that they shouldn't be seeing that. You know, they should be playing against Chillwind Yetis and people who are you know playing Arcane Missiles on turn one because they're learning the game and they need time to develop into there. So um, I you know I, all of this makes me kind of want to like talk with one of the Blizz devs and say like, <laughs> hey, actually walk me through this because I haven't been through the ranks fifty through. 26 experience and even if I, I i could do that with like uh i think um i think i haven't started an asia pacific account so i could do that but the thing is i'm coming into those games knowing how to play right. so i can't i can't recreate for the brand new player exactly what it's like going through those games and stuff and plus i would probably frustrate uh, those people in exactly the same way we're right, talking right. about here it shouldn't happen so um, so it's tough for me. I, I, I feel like Blizzard's done some stuff. I feel like they've even said that there were stipulations that make it sound like this stuff shouldn't happen. But uh, if it still is, it's obvious that there's still some ways to go, I guess. Um, just say they were 100% okay with the, the cards doing that. Then in that case, they just only need to make it more clear that when you're in the tutorial, these rules are not 100% concrete and they will be ways that this can that those rules can change and you need mm -hmm. to prepare for it you know that way they're not just out of nowhere and then tell them say like certain i don't know how they would you know relay this message to them but just letting them know that just because you're in the tutorial 
uh, that's why you're going to get 10 men only. But once you leave, there will be players that will get 11, 12, or 13 minutes in one turn to spend, worth of stuff to spend, not necessarily whether it be reducing the cost of carb uh, by like a thir- Emperor Thorsten. Thorsten. Thorsten, yes, thank you. Or uh, or, or the actual Druid Innervate. Some way they're going to get more mana worth of play out of that turn. Mm-hmm. Just let them know they're related. If, if, if that is if they're 100% okay with one, the tutorial saying this, but then the cards are doing something completely different. If, they, if they're actually are in the process of changing those cards, then, you know, go to them for that. But uh, they gotta at least let them know we are not 100% set in stone that you only get 10. Matt, you mm-hmm. only, you know what I mean? You only get one legendary and you'll never see two Ragnaros because you will see two Ragnaros. You might right. even see three. Um, so. I think it'd be even interesting somehow, and they've done a lot of great, uh, great re-releases of like the tutorials that kind of get you going at the beginning. Um, but it'd be interesting to see if there was a place for an enemy that you could, or a boss that you could go up against. That I, I don't know if they need to wipe the slate with you, but maybe they do something that seems way out of left field, and there's some kind of dialogue that's like, "Hey, this actually can happen here. Let me help you." And then they give you a yes. card in the game that's really insane. Uh, and allows you to shift the tide. So not only do you get to actually see your opponent do something crazy, but you can actually learn on your own, oh, here's something yeah. that actually I could learn, you know, uh, some way to counterplay what they just right. did. That, I um, like that. I really like that. And then they could also present it then as a good, fun, cool thing instead of letting them find it out as it being a, a bad experience. Mm-hmm. They can say, ha this is some of the crazy things that you can see happen. Right. Be prepared. You always be- need to be ahead of your step ahead of your enemy, you know, and... Because yeah, those that... cr- those crazy swing turns really are the pinnacle of Hearthstone in a lot of ways. You know, it's the games where something insane happens and you tell your friends about it or you share, yes. you know, the HS replay, you know, with somebody or or something. And you can you can relive it, say, can you believe this happened to me? I got this random card off of this or I drew this right when I needed it or, you know, whatever the case may be uh, there. Those things matter and need to be in the game, but I think there's a there's a good way that you can really help uh, walk walk alongside new players, holding their hand and helping them understand uh, this isn't just an RNG fest where you know stuff just happens to you and you have to deal with it. Um, but uh, but actually explaining counterplay is kind of tough. Yeah, well, I think that needs to happen tonight. They need to implement that, that <laughs> hot fix that tonight, and it should be in there tomorrow because this that's is, actually really cool. I like this that. This is that what idea. we do on the Happy Hearthstone. We come up with real solutions for real games. And that, right? could, that, that could just slide one more extra tar- uh, 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 character to, to fight. Mm-hmm. That would be easy. Slide one more round at the very end, tack it on after they've learned everything, tack on one more. And do something really silly with like two or three of the same minion, and also them using way more mana than normal. And then boom, they understand, mm-hmm. and then they're they're uh, they understand how to. Like you said, now they can give them a card to uh, counterplay that, and that would be. I like that. That's a really. It's almost ingenious. Well, if anyone from Blizzard is listening, I literally mean it. You can take it, <laughs> yes. steal it, and make it yours, okay? Because, yeah, I can see some real good coming from that. Um, well, hey, as, as we wrap this up, Scott, anything else you want to talk about as far as new players and kind of how to get them integrated in the game? Uh, no, I, I'm actually pretty good. Um, as long as that gets implemented, exactly yeah, as, as I as said, you're good. As long as the very first thing in the morning, that is a hot fix, and I have to uh, update my thing, I'm, I'm good. 
Okay, well, I'll, I'll keep you in the loop as I'm talking with them and stuff. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen, but it's okay. No. <laughs> well, I appreciate you bringing that on. And honestly, it's a good reminder for me as we're helping you know other people play the game, learn the game. And hopefully you as a listener, you love this game enough and you've wanted to introduce somebody to it, whether it's in a gaming group that you're in or a friend, family member or something like that. Uh, you know, take them through that and see what that new player experience is like so that, uh, you know, we can keep helping the team get better with feedback and stuff. Uh, we can do that for sure. Well, the community section is a little bit light. No questions this week. And I mentioned a little earlier, I am going to be recording next week's episode live on Twitch. So be sure to join me. Again, you can check out twitter.com slash andrewsloving to find out when that is. Or you can submit questions in our Discord channel at thehappyhearthstone.com slash Discord and let me know what you'd like me to tackle for the next show. Uh, really excited. Every month I'm giving away seven packs of your choice to a listener who is on the uh, Happy Hearthstone newsletter. It's free to sign up. It's just a little way of saying thank you for being a part of our community here. And you can do that over at the happyhearthstone.com slash newsletter. You get free email updates about any content that I have coming out. Obviously, it's been a little light over, over the past month, but thank you so much to everyone who stuck in there. And also for patrons, they get an extra entry into this drawing as well. And so I'm going to go ahead and hit the random number generator for the winner of seven packs. And this week it is going to be my good friend, Samurai Flea. Congratulations, Samurai Flea. You won seven packs of your choice. Email me at thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com this month, July 2019, to claim your packs. And congrats. If you'd like to sign up for next month's drawing, again, it's at thehappyhearthstone.com slash newsletter that you can do that. All right, Scott, we've talked so much about kind of some heavy topics and frustration and stuff. I think it's time we kind of shift things back into like something truly happy, truly positive. I might even say silly, man. I, I, I oh, hate to yeah. put that on you, but I'm a big fan of silly when it comes <laughs> it to our card of the week. <laughs> um, so we actually sort of tiptoed around this multiple times without you even knowing, uh, because, you know, I haven't oh. told you ahead of time. So talking right. about reimagining of cards and and certain ones. But I'll, I'll just, uh, it, once I start, you'll, you'll know exactly what it is. But um, I can't wait. All right, let's see. All right, here we go. You are my light, Lord, my only light, Lord. You restore my health in sets of eight. You never know, bro, how much you heal me. Please don't take my light, Lord, away. That's so tell obvious. us about Ragnaros <laughs> Light Lord, man. Oh, I can't believe I just did that train wreck. All right, anyways, Ragnaros the Light Lord, at eight mana, eight eight. At the end of your turn, restore eight health to a damaged friendly character. Um, so I like the whole uh, the kind of opposite ends of the reimagining of the actual card. It's really neat. Um, mm -hmm. There's multiple ones you talked about earlier that did that um, from uh, when we were talking about the league. I think you said changing the card up and re reinventing it or reintroducing it um mm -hmm. it's just a neat card i love that i remember back when i used to play it a bunch was when the paladin played it with had like forbidden healing maybe forbidden yeah healing. yeah mm -hmm. and you you did all kinds of cool things and i want did that play as a murloc the any 
Anything can happen. Anything can happen. I don't. Or was that? No, it was a control no. style though. Yeah. Yeah, it was more of a control paladin. Yeah, yeah, that that would be too much aggro. Yeah, and I just loved playing that, and you just kept healing up, and you had, I just loved it. Quality power, uh, quality, uh, consecrated quality was a, was still around because the mana hadn't changed. It was mm-hmm. just a fun time. I remember playing him a lot, and he has that. His lines are similar, but a little different. Like, uh, wasn't his uh, live. Live insect. Live insect. That's right. And just let him die, and he's just healing everybody for eight. And you know, you throw him down, and now they're like, "Whoa, crap!" Now he's, yeah. I got to deal with that instead of dealing with him. It was just a neat little card. And uh, some I've, I've seen some people say that they're the rag bros, even though they're not really bros. Oh, I, sure. I, yeah. I thought they were just the same guy. I, I couldn't really tell, but and well, you had I remember. Sims- I remember it was part of the Whispers of the Old Gods set because that was actually the first time we ever saw characters getting reinvented. And the idea was the Old Gods are sort of taking over everything. So we had cards like Polluted Hoarder and I'm trying to think of one other example and I am blanking. Um, but we we had like some past yeah, cards that, that were, were yeah, basically yeah, yeah. like and twisted. All, uh, oh, wasn't there one on uh, the guy that, that summons the, the taunts every time he's touched? He hits them and they change. Oh, Hogger. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Hogger. Yes, yeah, there yes. was Hogger of Elswin or something yeah. like that. Anyway, so the yes. idea was you if you twist Ragnaros, he's already evil, so you're actually, it's a double negative. Right. I think that's in his uh, flavor text, actually. Yeah, so. and, then, and then if you get them both down, somehow you manage to slam one and the other one lives. That's insane, yeah. Yeah, it says, it says, what happens when you try and corrupt a corrupted, already corrupted file, or you get a double negative insect? Yeah, I love it. Insects. All right, I love so it when the the cards shout at people something mean, like "Get in there and fight, maggot," or yep. "Die and save." It's just so funny, and people around me are hearing them. Man. Like, what is going on over there? You you like your Hearthstone brutal, don't you? So he, yeah. here's the big question for you, Scott. If they ever did a third Ragnaros, what would it be? Oh man, uh, well they've already got both ends of the spectrum. I that that's covered. what I'm thinking. I'm like, what else so, could they do? I don't, I I it's a silly question, I guess. I mean, he couldn't be a, a water lord. He still need to be fire wa- and, and light like <laughs> well, they both... I guess you well, you could freeze an enemy minion, but okay. I, that just doesn't feel... <laughs> yeah, cause I, I, you need eight. You yeah, because there's all these eights. There's the four eights going on, so yeah. you'd have to do something and he already heals the eight, already heals the eight. I don't I don't know. Would he be an AoE f- eight damage to their side of the board? <laughs> That would be That'd insane. be way Gosh, too strong. Yeah. That eight minute eight eight that deals eight to the board. That'd be way too yeah. much. But well, it is a great example, though, especially when we're thinking about redoing characters to see, you know, what uh, or th- that this this trail has been blazed before. Well, what and... if you give him eight eight armor every time? Some every at the end of the turn, he gives you eight armor. Are that's that too much? that's really good. Yeah, that's like guaranteed because armor is better than healing. Because uh, to have it guaranteed and have it stack on, I mean, think about okay, blast yeah. armor from Doctor Boom. Like that's just that'd yeah, that's be just insane. too much. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, never mind. Scratch that. Sorry. I don't. I don't. I don't know how you play with the eights another time, but I don't know. I could be wrong. And so. I feel like you need to have the eights, and you need to stay there for it to be. Uh, what do they say in the spirit of Ragnarok? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was a silly question, but. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. a good card, man. And actually, you're making me want to go uh, go play some Paladin and Wild. So who knows? Maybe <laughs> maybe I got a little of that coming my way. Well, hey, uh, as we wrap this up, I just want to remind you, as always, that you are the happy Hearthstone. This podcast exists for you. It's sustained by you. And I'm so thankful, again, 
uh, for all of your support. I hope that you will come out for the Twitch extravaganza that I'll be having this week. Uh, go over and follow me on there, twitch.tv slash andrewsliving, and follow me on Twitter at andrewsliving as well so you can get all the updates about it. And I can't wait to see you, uh, whether you are a close friend or haven't introduced yourself yet. I'd love to meet you. And for those of you who really love this show, want to, want to see it grow, and want to invest in your own gameplay, you can do so by checking out the Patreon over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. Uh, we've got tiers for any level uh, that you would like to support and buff your own game. You can do that over there. And have to send a huge thank you to the people who are at the top level over there producing this show officially every single time. And those guys are Menock, KJ Miller, and Brian O. Thank you three so much for sticking with me through a month that has been uh, a, a big transition, obviously, for anybody having a child, that's true. Um, but sincerely, your support means the world to me during that time and during the time for the future. So looking forward to doing coaching with each of you and continuing to make the show even better. And I blitzed right past it earlier, but if you haven't left a review on iTunes, please do that at the end of this month, at the end of July, or I guess the first week of August, I'll be raffling off an hour of coaching. So uh, if you can't be there at that producer level on the Happy Hearthstone, this is a way that you can get some time with me and get some private one-on-one coaching, which is one of the best ways to get better at the game. Just go to iTunes, leave a review, let people know what you love about the show, and then email me at thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com with your username to let me know that you did that. And if you've left a review in the past, you can also enter that drawing. You just need to email me and let me know what your username was. And uh, you need to do that for each uh, each drawing period. So looking forward to doing all of that. Scott, I, I bet there are people who listen to you this time and they're like, man, this guy gets me. He gets me. He knows what it takes to be a better player, to get uh, to help my friends get better. And I want to commiserate at all the stories that I've got about Dr. Boom. So how could they do that if they want to? <laughs> right, well, um. I don't really have any um, social media that's it's usually just kind of private personal stuff. Which, I mean, that's cool if they want to follow that. But the main thing is just uh, add me on Hearthstone in the, in the Blizzard client. Um, sure. At Stray Dog, uh, 1963. Um, love having uh, tons of friends and people that talk to me and people that I can ask and go to uh, for, for you know questions concerning the game and everything. And uh, if you, for some reason, do want to follow my personal social media, you can just ask me through there, and then that, that's completely fine. But I don't actually post much to Twitter as far as gaming or anything. I'm kind of just like to consume everyone else's uh, posts and pictures and information and just sit back on the sidelines. So Totally fair, man. We all we all need to do what's right for us. And we could all use some more friends in the Battle.net client. Uh, yeah. So... Stray Dog 1963, you said, right? Yes, that is it. Make sure we got that right. Okay. Well, dude, it's been awesome hanging out with you, oh. catching up, and uh, getting ready for the future. I hope that we've got uh, some great stuff coming ahead with whatever the League of Explorers are up to. But uh, thank you so much for coming back on the show, man. Yeah, Andrew, thank you so much. This I was, I'm sitting here grinning like from ear to ear through the whole podcast, just having fun. Uh, even if, if nothing is, is you know gained from this, for me it's just stillness and fun. And I'm super sorry about that song at the end, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, man, just, I loved it. It's just it's just an absolute blast, and it's always a pleasure. So thank yeah. you. I, I I could repeat every single word you said, and it would be absolutely true too. So thank you so much, man. That really means a lot. And thank you for visiting the Happy Hearthstone and having a little fun with us. We'll see you next time. Uh-huh.